Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's Tuesday, January 16. I'm Anthony Davis. This is 5-Minute News. Republican candidates trying to stop disgraced former President Donald Trump from being the party's White House nominee turn today to New Hampshire, the next nominating contest, having lost to the former president by significant margins in Iowa. After trouncing his rivals in Iowa despite multiple criminal and civil cases, 77-year-old Trump appeared in a New York courtroom today to defend himself against charges he defamed writer E. Jean Carroll after she accused him of raping her decades ago. More than half of Iowa voters stuck with Trump, propelling him toward what looks set to be a close and acrimonious rematch against Democratic President Joe Biden in the campaign for November's presidential election. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis finished well behind Trump in second place, pushing former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley into third place in Iowa. His Iowa triumph confirmed Trump's popularity among MAGA Republicans, even after the January 6 attack on the U.S. Capitol by his supporters and 91 criminal charges that he tried to overturn the 2020 election, retained classified documents and falsified records over hush money payments to a porn star. Meanwhile, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson has announced that he is suspending his presidential primary campaign, joining Vivek Ramaswamy, who pulled out last night and endorsed Trump, despite Trump's mental health problems and penchant for fascism. The US military carried out a new strike in Yemen today against anti-ship ballistic missiles in a Houthi-controlled part of the country as a missile struck a Greek-owned vessel in the Red Sea. Disruptions to Red Sea shipping caused by Houthi attacks will push up prices of consumer goods in Europe in particular, an executive from port and freight operator DP World said as the impact on commerce increased. The Iran-allied Houthi militia has threatened to expand its attacks to include US ships in response to American and British strikes on its sites in Yemen. Attacks by the Houthis on ships in the region since November have affected companies and alarmed major powers, an escalation of Israel's more than three-month-old war with Palestinian Hamas militants in Gaza. The Houthis say they are acting in solidarity with the Palestinians. Two heads of international banking groups attending the World Economic Forum in Davos said privately they were worried the crisis might cause inflationary pressures which could ultimately delay or reverse interest rate cuts and jeopardize hopes for a U.S. economic soft landing. Aid agencies have begun suspending vital operations in Yemen after the recent U.S. and U.K. strikes on the Houthi targets, amid warnings that further military intervention risks deepening one of the world's worst humanitarian crises. A coalition of 23 aid organizations operating within the Gulf state issued a joint statement today warning that military escalation will further compromise their ability to deliver critical services while worsening living conditions for millions of people in Yemen. 
A federal judge is siding with the Biden administration and blocking JetBlue Airways from buying Spirit Airlines, saying the $3.8 billion deal would reduce competition. The Justice Department sued to block the merger, saying it would drive up fares by eliminating Spirit, the nation's biggest low-cost airline. JetBlue argued that the deal would help consumers by making JetBlue a stronger competitor against bigger rivals that dominate the U.S. air travel market. U.S. District Judge William Young, who presided over a non-jury trial last year, said in the ruling today that the government had proven that the merger would substantially lessen competition and violated a century-old antitrust law. Shares of Spirit Airlines plunged more than half almost immediately, while JetBlue's shares gained 8%. Meanwhile, the ill-fated Boeing 737 MAX remains grounded by the FAA after the rear plug door blew out mid-flight on an Alaska Airlines flight, affecting schedules of United Airlines and Alaska. I'm Anthony Davis. Click the links in the description below to become a member of the 5-Minute News community on YouTube or Patreon and help support independent, unbiased and essential news for the US and across the world. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.